Hey, this is Ollie, and welcome to the Private Members Podcast for the Body Reset. This podcast has been built to help build the skill set of health so you're equipped with the skills to navigate life in a body that never holds you back. I'm going to walk you through some of the core concepts, beliefs, and strategies we use in the Body Reset coaching system to help transform your body, upgrade your energy, and dive deeper into understanding long-term health and performance. Let's find that first domino. Today is obviously the kick, kick off of the month for already August. Wow. So really just going into a bit of a focus around some areas that I've, I've observed over the last month. Hopefully we can break this down a wee bit. Real game plan for today. We're going to keep it really, really simple. It probably won't be a very long call, but I do want to make sure we get really some tangible steps out of this. One, I just want to know what problem we're we actually solving. When we dive into mindset, this can be a really big blurry topic and I really want to make sure we can break it down in some tangible steps. Uh, I want to highlight three insights that I've really seen over the month and, and have helped me a lot. And, and hopefully I can share some some components there that are beneficial for you. And then lastly, I want to walk you through something I've been working on today quite a bit uh, is my joy workshop. And uh, it's really cool to see, uh, you know, Fraser and John T and some of our master members using that joy word a lot. I think there's some real crucial aspects behind that. And I want to hopefully translate that to make sure that that is, you're seeing what physical benefit that actually has from a digestive aspect, from a physical change standpoint too. So if you're really forcing the, the nutrition aspect right now, the training thing, and you feel like you're not fully getting everything out of it, this can be really a, a part of the puzzle that we can hopefully make a little bit more tangible for you today as well. Okay. So we were really going with this. The problem overall, I think, is that we, it's very easy to get stuck in the day today and things start to get really gray. I think. I got into this space probably about 12 to 14 months ago now where I was really trying to protect myself from the lows, but in the process, I really removed the highs. And you just start to become very gray, kind of dull in the middle. You're not feeling much and you start to feel quite quite numb. And when we live in that world of autopilot, we tend to miss out a lot of those small things in life of actually just seeing the small things, right? Smelling the roses, if it would. And uh, I think that's an area that a lot of us get into it when it's sort of, we're going to work, we're paying the bills, we go to sleep, we start again. And we're not taking the time to really add up back in. So really the opportunity with today is by intentionally just adding joy back into our day. So we actually add a bit more color. We add a little bit more to what we're doing. By looking for joy, we actually start looking after us and that's going to integrate it so much into all of the other aspects of the program that we're trying to do. It really starts with that component of fitting us back in. And then obviously by adding joy, the impacts that we have on our stress, improving digestion, actually improve fat loss. There's so many components that are tied back in. And we can't really feel joy without first reducing stress. And I think it's the same space that we look at. Many of us are forcing the mindfulness bucket, but we're not really taking the time to address the components that are pulling us down in the first place. So if we can address that first, I think this is something we can really build up. If you feel like your body, you're forcing your body to change a wee bit, you might get a little bit more out of this if, if we write some things down. And this is where a lot of our trainings have really gone in the last sort of 12 months or so, is taking the time to look at what actually is the biggest challenge. And this this graph was done through Precision Nutrition, a Big virtual mentor of mine, uh, John Barati, is it's really getting away from the things I don't know what to eat, right? You can Google those and some of it will be confusing. <laughs> but once you really find out what to eat, you still don't have the full picture, right? What we're really looking at here, and you can see that a really, really big majority of this stuff is around that emotional and stress eating. We really have an attachment to try to curb those and food becomes a really big part of that. Besides that, it really becomes a craving, a planning component, taking the time to really fit time in for us. If we start to nip those in the bud, you start to find that nutrition is a hell of a lot easier to look at. And we all have a lot of pressures, a lot of time constraints in our day. But if we at least look at that stress eating component, I think we're we're in a big part for this over, you know, in this in this case, 63%. <laughs> So where I want to start with is just really looking through um, three sort of observations on my side, and then we can walk through that uh, joy workshop and go from there. 
All right. So the first one I want to look at is uh, delayed gratification. I, I wrote an article on this three, four years ago, and I think it's just become more and more apparent, uh, apparent and the more we dive in. is simply the label of impatiently patient or patiently impatient, right? The first one is impatient to start. He's ready to dive in today. He got access to the start here section today, but he doesn't have his kickoff call till next Friday, next Thursday, but he got started today. He dives straight into the gut reset and gets straight into things, right? But he's patient to see results, right? And I think when we go to the gym in day one, we come home and we don't see results. Do we get demotivated or do we realize that that maybe is a, an expectation that hasn't been set Well, we don't see results on day one? And when we set that expectation of I'm going to, I'm going to put in the work because I'm excited to be here for two, four, six, see how far you can extend that, that, uh, that goalpost. And then I'm going to be patient to really see those results, right? So that impatient to get started, patient to see the results. The other version of that is I'm patiently impatient, right? I'll start next Monday. I'll start, start next month. I'll start next January. And then as soon as I finally do start, I've got that, uh, mythical perfect day. I'm impatient to see results, right? I've got my first workout in, but I don't see any results. What's going on? This must not work. I've got to go find something else, right? I think that really creates a lot of problems for our joy and our overall satisfaction in life because we've got our expectations set so high. If the bus ride takes three hours, but we're told it takes two hours, we're annoyed. If we're told it takes four hours, we're joyful, right? We're happy. It ultimately comes down to the outcome never changed. It's simply our expectation around it. So when we can delay that gratification of the result coming through and really focus on the process itself, I think that goes a really, really long way. Uh, for me personally, I noticed that when I decided that being a guitar player could be really cool. I thought that looked really nice. I'd like to go camping and just whip out the guitar and be like, cool, I can play this thing. And then I realized that the practice involved was going to take up you know, two hours a day. And I don't want to do that. I don't find that enjoyable at all. <laughs> Um, so I never started the guitar and uh, if I did it would have been very very short lived and I think we start to see that a lot I did the same thing through lockdown I watched The Last Dance the first time I'd really watched any sort of series in the basketball space and as soon as that series finished I bought a basketball and it's sat in my garage ever since and I think it's just that whole process of really glorifying the outcome these things look really really cool but we haven't really taken the time to really enjoy the process itself so hopefully in the way that we expose you to the stuff inside of the body reset and taking the time to go through those steps it's really just trying to find that one thing that's really enjoyable and we'll dive into that from a joy component as well but if i go for a morning walk i feel really good afterwards if i eat something better in the morning my afternoon energy gets better right as soon as we create those associations and hopefully straight after or even even during the process i think that makes a really big difference and then really just looking at that if we can start to delay that further and further in regards to seeking the hard things now to make it easier later that could simply be making sure that i get up at five rather than pushing it to five thirty. And that just made my whole morning routine so much easier, right? Or I could choose to stay in bed and then I know it's going to be rushed, right? Or maybe it's a case of I'm not going to think about sorting out my nutrition now. I'm going to keep eating eating out uh, for dinner and not thinking about it. And I'll deal with the consequences of high blood pressure or high cholesterol or something five years from now, right? We can extend that one too. But all of you are here because you've realized that hopefully before it's become really bad and taking the time to really add in a couple of things that challenge our current habits and beliefs uh, to make those things easier later and, and very really in a very real way uh, increasing our lifespan with it too. So that's the first one. I think just that delayed gratification. I think the best study in this space was always done uh, actually in, in our very own backyard in Dunedin through the two marshmallows analogy. They followed these two people, uh, th these children through life and the people that were able to, you know, to, to step back, I'm, I'm zooming through this. If they were given a marshmallow and they said, you can either have this one now or you can wait 10 minutes and you can get a second marshmallow, right? So they come back in later on and half of them or 80% of them already eat the marshmallow. But the ones that waited then got the second one, right? 
right? So it was a simple skill of that delayed gratification. And then they followed these people through life for the next 20 years and they started to see how they had a very real impact on their success, quote unquote, through life because of that d- delayed gratification of being able to wait for the thing further down. So no matter where that comes through, I think that's a really cool analogy and also pretty cool that it was done back into need. The second one that came through here was uh, an internal dialogue, right? Uh, one that we talk about on many, many of our mindset calls and squad calls is self-compassionate people are really ultimately the most resilient. If we beat ourselves down for uh, not hitting the mark, um, skipping a workout, whatever that little thing is or big thing, how we talk to ourselves about that thing really impacts our ability to bounce back and show back next time. Because if we're constantly beating ourselves down by it, we're really becoming our worst enemy, not our friend. And uh, we've done this workshop and we certainly will do it again in the future is when you do uh, slip up on something, you, you, whether it be major or small, how would you talk to your friend if they did the same thing? Whether it's a recent breakup or a business failure, how would you talk to them in that space? And then how would you talk to your, yourself? Typically, that comes from a very, very different space. One is, you know, are you okay? You know, what's our next step? Uh, I think you're going to be fine. The, the other one is you, stupid, whatever. <laughs> you know, you've really broken this down and we really just beat ourselves down into that hole. And the closer we can really align those to get closer to being our own best friend, just being aware of those stories we play, I think that compassionate component really allows us to show show up better next time. And when we look at that through the space of this really being a spectrum of is this more helpful or is this less helpful rather than this is good or bad, I think we get much closer to a dialogue that's helpful as opposed to such a binary outcome of good or bad. And the last one, which I've had a lot of conversations with our mastery members with a lot, right? They're rocking along. They've got a nice foundation. But are we giving up, giving ourselves permission to feel good at 80%, right? For me, I, I regularly got to the point at, of 8.30, 9 o'clock, 9.30, and I would not finish until those 10 things on my list were done, right? And I'd make sure that 100% of those things had to be complete. Otherwise, the next day wouldn't start. But what could I do to make sure that either one, I focus on the one thing today that makes everything else easier or irrelevant? Great book, by the way, the one thing. But taking the time to look at what, what is 80% perfect look like today rather than looking for the perfect diet or the perfect workout if I'm just getting in and I'm still doing three quarters of that workout and then I have to leave I still got a really good workout in right or if I made sure that the protein was there and I got some veggies but it was a little bit rushed or it wasn't as prepared as I liked I still got that meal in right we can use any sort of analogy there but simply looking at this through the the movie we play in our head typically is is beyond what we can currently manage on a day-to-day space and if we're just waiting for that perfect day we always feel like we're falling short again it's the you know, did it take two hours or did it take four? We still achieved the thing we wanted to, but was it, you know, 100%? I think when we play that discrepancy game, that 20% we missed rather than the 80% that we we hit, again, it really just comes back to that compassionate aspect. So if we look at through that, through the lens, I think we'll enjoy this a lot more. We'll do it for a lot longer. And we really start to be a little bit more grateful for the steps we, uh, we did put in place. And I think a big part, and me for a very, very long time, taking the time to be comfortable with congratulating myself for the steps I did do, I think it's just a really important part that we don't take into account. Like there's little celebrations, that little like good on you right well done you know you've got this those little dialogue shifts that you change inside your head when you go through your day you've got that big presentation you're dragging your bum out of bed how we talk into it in those spots really really matter hey i hope you're really enjoying this episode Uh, i wanted to take a quick second to say please reach out to me on social media some people worry about um interrupting me or sending me emails but i love to hear how these podcasts and videos are impacting you and what future 
content you'd really like to hear. So if you could reach out to me and let me know how this podcast has helped or what you'd like us to dive into, that'd be amazing and we'll make sure that we bring the most relevant content to you moving forward. Also, if you know someone that you think this could really impact and benefit, uh, they could listen to on their morning walk or their commute or when they're in the kitchen, uh, then it'd be amazing if you can tag them in a post or simply share uh, this on Spotify or wherever else you listen with them. It makes a massive difference in making sure that we can serve and help as many people as we can. Uh, all right, let's get back to the episode. Awesome to have you here. And the last one, hopefully this isn't a little too esoteric, but I think through the space of meaning, this is one that's really, really one that is important through a lens of how deeply we look at things. So feeling sad is not bad, it just is, right? So taking the time to associate sad with being a bad emotion allows sad to happen for much longer, right? And then it just becomes perpetual. When we look at through, and I, we mentioned this a little bit with our mastery clients on, on Friday, and I think we had a really, really good conversation about this space, and I've just been kind of <laughs> milling on it all weekend, but I will keep this short, is really taking the time to realize that nothing is really meaningful unless we give it meaning. And that goes for both positives and negatives. So if we find it really important to do a 100K bike race, then go for it find it meaningful, create the drive, create that anchor, that focus, and then go do it. If you don't, don't do it. (laughs) But taking the time to look at the daily habit of having your water in the morning or having your breakfast can be just as meaningful as the Ironman, I think is really, really important to take into account because many people just repeat the same 90 days over and over again rather than really seeing a build on top of those. And what I mean by that is you shouldn't need to have an Ironman in order to feel motivated you getting up and doing something for you and feeling good about it should be just enough motivation to really move forward. And I think it really just comes from that meaning meaning aspect. I spent the first 20 years of my life going through, you know, the, the rowing competition and then the bodybuilding competition and then the, the, the first million and then the, you know, whatever the thing was, right? It always became this external goal that created meaning about something, right? And you achieve one after the other and it's like, okay, what's next? And you're always pushing along. So it really comes back to the celebration as one thing, but it is really coming back to, is it really going to be something external or is it going to be the process itself? One last one from a negative aspect that I see come through a lot especially inside month one and two that I've, I, I really like seeing get, get broken down. We've seen people, you know, throw away the scales or, you know, whatever it is because they've created so much association around that one thing. I must do something. When you say I must do something, there always has to be a what or else, right? And there very really is. So if I must get seven workouts in or else what? Nothing. You've just created this big stress around nothing. What happens if I get four and I actually still move forward? Absolutely fine. I think it's a really, really important one to look at. When we create meaning around something, we create our own stress unknowingly if we don't really set, you know, we're not, we don't set a, a non-negotiable, a floor just as important as a ceiling. And I think that's uh, certainly a space that I was talking to someone earlier today is, you know, my ideal workout is three weights a week and two bike rides. But what is our non-negotiable? What's the minimum? Okay, it's two workouts and one bike ride. Awesome. So how do we make sure we hit that and then everything else is awesome above that, but we need to hit that as a minimum. And we just protect those non-negotiables. just becomes a, a much better way, one, to protect that internal dialogue, and two, to make sure we show up better next time, right? We continue to keep that consistency moving in that space. So hopefully I haven't lost you with that one, team, but I, I, that's just my three sort of observations for the last month, and hopefully there's some some meaning or some dialogue that you can take away from that. So really where, where I want to go with this is, is looking at that joy component. It's been really, really cool to see that in the wins already, some intention around really filling that joy bucket. So before we dive in, I would really like to just 
just get a pulse check on where people feel they are uh, in this space. And this would just simply be, I would love to get your number in the chat. Simply, it would be a five if you really feel that you're skipping through your day, running through the roses, whatever you want to call it. You really feel that you're adding joy to every day. You really feel that you you wake up with a smile and you keep that there for the day. Four feels that you really have a good intention. You know, you've got stuff to do like everyone else, but you really find the way to, to smile and feel, find the little things. Three might be a case that there's good days and bad days and I really like to create a little bit more consistency. Two is that I start to really feel like I'm feeling a bit gray, a little bit dull, and uh, I'd really like to find a way to just expose myself to a little bit more joy or just have a, little, a couple more laughs in my day. And then one, I'm really in that numb, numb space. I just, I can't find joy anywhere and it's really feeling quite great. If you could just add that number in the chat, it'd be really, really cool to see where you are. Cool. So balances of sort of fours and threes. Yep. Fours, twos, fours, all is two, four, three, 2.5. <laughs> Always going to have one. Uh, three, four, two. Three. Okay, cool. So we're somewhere around this middle bit, right? So hopefully what we've been talking about is somewhat relevant is, is we're really looking at this space mostly. And I'm going to assume that anyone that's below three, it's not that you don't get results inside the program, but you're probably finding that it's a little bit harder to find them, right? You might notice that the body fat's not dropping as much. You're probably finding that the food you're not as, don't have quite the same appetite for. Your workouts are not looking forward to it, the same drive. The, the music playlist is getting boring. You know, that sort of stuff starts to really get in the way. So hopefully we can look at sort of breaking this down a wee bit from here. Thanks guys. That was really good. Uh, cool. So if you're on Facebook team, you might lose, lose us now, but um, you always get the replay back for you as well. So as I mentioned before, this landed for me, so I wanted to land for you. The opposite of anger is gratitude. The opposite of mindfulness is stress. For a lot of our, a mentor told me right back, I was probably like 19, 20 at the time, which was the exact time that I needed to hear it, <laughs> was you can't be pissed off and grateful at the same time was the way he put it for me. So taking the time to really create that balance or find a way to stop one before starting the other was a really nice way to break it down for me. So what I'd like you to do, and I, I want to give you a, a good two minutes for this one, is simply write five things down that truly bring you joy. You may find that this really wrecks your brain a bit or maybe you've got them right at the top and maybe that correlates with the rating you just gave me but I just want to give you a little bit of time to write five down go in relation or you mean to anything not just the program to anything absolutely yeah. or just write them down in, in your own piece of paper or, or somewhere where you've got something to write on I want to get five steps there awesome so now we've got five we've got hopefully an awareness of some of those steps and some of them you're probably ticking off you know some we're doing well some we're not probably doing enough right so really where I want to go with this one is what are you currently doing to add these things into your life. Just one thing that we can add in here. What are we currently doing to add these things into our life? If you just want to drop that one in the chat, that'd be fantastic. What are you doing to add one of those things into your life? Getting up early. Cool. Maybe barbecue things with my son. Yep, cool. Take time each day to read my book. This program, Derek, awesome to have you here, man. Scheduling, yes. Uh, to laugh with my son, making more contact with him. Awesome, Ian. Yep, planning my day the night before, John T. Beautiful. Awesome. So it's taking the time to look at that. Uh, yeah, John, uh, Jolene. Um, so being accountable for my actions. Also, congrats for your progress lately, Jolene. I saw that come up the other day. Well done. So taking the time to block out the time, Sarah, Sarah, um, <laughs> Andrew, um, would be awesome to have that space there as well, right? So we're looking at just adding it into our calendar, like it's a, a work meeting or having to pick up kids. It's, it's that important. We're, we're, we're writing it in red and it doesn't move until our arm's falling off, right? I think it's really taking time to, to block that one in first. So where we want to go through with this one is there's probably one on that list that's probably not happening all that often. Uh, now, I don't need you to write this one in the chat, but I do want to give you a minute here to, there's probably one or two or maybe all of them, or if you rated low on that chart, I'd love to know what you could do to add those in a little bit more often. What's one action you could take to add in more joy? 
Beautiful. So it looks like we're there. So where we've gone here, team, just to recap, we've got five things that we that bring us joy. Some of them we might be currently doing, some of them we might not be. What's one thing that we're currently what are, that we could currently do to add these things to our life a little bit more? And then the one action that may be the same thing or simply a better clarification of the action you can take, right? One tends to be more of an aspiration. The next one we break it down to an actual action that we can take. So really where I want to go here is as I mentioned, I don't want, I don't need you to present this in front of the whole group, but I think really when we go off to other people's ideas, this this really tends to help. So what we're going to do is going to break out into rooms of just four, maybe five people total. I want to give you a total of, say, let's go 10 minutes to really just present what's that one action from today that you can take to add more joy to your life and get rid of some of the gray, add a little bit more color would be nice. All right. So we're just going to go four to five max per group and we're simply going to find that one action. So just go, this is my one action, then move on to the next person. You've roughly got about two minutes per, per person, so it should be going pretty quick. All right. Rooms are open. Uh, jump in there and we'll see you back here in 10 minutes. Yeah, that was really good. We had a, a couple of connection issues, but then we uh, had a good discussion and a good mix of, you know, two of our crew in week one. Oh, right. um, one Adam at the at week 16 and, and me as an old culture. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lucky group for you. Uh, what was the um, the theme in your group there, dude? Look, look it, it, it was, for the most part, it was around scheduling. I think... Uh, for Kate and Rick, you know, week one, um, it was probably around the sort of at that phase of having to do things like I, I'll have to do this. And I was yep. just replaying a coaching conversation I had last week where I was saying those same words and yep. Nicola kind of gave me a lovely slap and was like, Dude, it's, a, it's a get to. Yeah. Um, you have to make the decision. You have to commit if this is what you want to do. So I was, I was just sort of replaying my learnings there. Cool. Um, and then certainly, and, and then it was just like just scheduling stuff in and Adam shared about the benefit that he gets from massage and stuff and just like, yeah, right, got to lock that in and, and scheduling in the same for me too. Just, yeah. you got to, if you make a decision, you got to book it and get it done. Yeah, cool. I did that exact thing today. I, the week was is pretty booked out already and I saw one gap on a Wednesday. So I took the opportunity and booked a massage there. So it had been six, seven, maybe eight weeks now, um, probably longer, uh, sort of front loading that, that bucket, that joy bucket, the energy bucket, any sort of just uh, fitting the into a week that was already chaotic. I must as well take that spot. Um, so that sounds like a good place to start. Um, for us, uh, Derek, uh, Vicky, and where is she? Jill, who's got a video of, um, was, uh, very much just the just pause, like slow down. I think it was really through a space of just, um, I'm doing all the right things. I'm just, I'm, I'm running at quite a high pace. <laughs> and just that little reminder to uh, stop the mental chatter for a second and just go, it's okay. <laughs> I think the world doesn't break in that moment. And I think that goes a really, really long way. And whether that's just before a meal, we're going to improve digestion. If it's just before sleep, we're going to improve sleep. Like it's always going to be beneficial. So really, really cool to see uh, come through. Um, Donald, don't you see on, on, on these, man? Um, if it's okay, what, what came through in your group? You look, Ian was going to talk, but I will take the challenge. Um, <laughs> consistency and scheduling. Okay, go ahead, mate. Go ahead. <laughs> consistency and scheduling, uh, definitely, uh, or scheduling particularly was the biggest thing that came out of it. Um, obviously consistently alongside of that and, and just the feeling of, that actually 80% as you say is actually okay particularly with the consistency of it. Yeah, yeah. So consistency of joy or consistency of, of habits that make you feel good? What, what came through there? I think it's probably more just the habits to do things particularly around you know, German exercise and getting out yep. and yeah, cool. Cool, cool. Um, we had Fraser went through that. I could be mean, I could go Kim and then uh, get the, the perspective from the other half. Uh, go on, Kim, where are you? Other part of the house. 
There we go. Right. Yeah, I think I think for us it was it was it was um giving giving back. Yeah. And filling our filling our bucket by um by by giving back whatever that looks like. Yeah. You know, for 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 some of us it was finding things to to do with kids or that sort of stuff. And um, you know, there were there were was another one that was um involved in a um in a rather large build complex. So they were giving back to the community and and um and so filling filling your bucket with feel good from Beautiful. from doing that sort of stuff. Yeah, can't give from an empty bucket. <laughs> um, Ian, I'd love to get your perspective on that just because it looks like you're in that group with four other lovely ladies that love to simply give to everyone. Uh, was there a perspective there of making sure they were looking after themselves too? Yeah, yeah there was. Yeah, there was actually. Um, Good. Yeah. Um, one was walking a dog, um, going rock climbing, and... Um, Someone going on a holiday, and for me, it was making sure I factor in each week to go for a walk in the bush because I find it really, really cool, you know, fun, yep. enjoyable. The big weekend anchor, right? You feel so much better for that sort of big yeah. blast. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Kim and Ian. And then uh, lastly, we had uh, John T, Suzanne, Helena, and Angela. Um, sorry for putting one on the spot. Is there someone in that room who would, would prefer to, to chat? That was me. Uh, I, I, ca- I covered um, in the other room, I think. Uh, we had Angela, Helena, Jonty, and Suzanne, or did you move rooms? Oh, no, no, I was in room three, sorry. Yeah, no worries at all. Angela, you're a music Hey, guys. Um, we were all about first, about actually hanging out with our kids. Yep. We've got, had a whole bunch of different ages. Um, Jonty's got younger, like, nine-year-old and some twins, and then I've got teenagers who only grunt. And um, and then Helena had older kids, and she's so we're all kind of like we were how to get the kids and and spend one on one time with them, and Helena's like booking in coffees with them all now and stuff, and so that that was quite a lot of us. And then it was all about actually making time for your friends mm. because a lot of the times, like for example, I I mentioned that I the only person I see regularly out of work and home is my hairdresser. Yeah. Um, and so actually scheduling and then that time to, to hang out with people who make you feel good is yeah. just really super important. So that reminded me or it reminded all of us. So, um, yeah, so it was hanging out with the kids and then hanging out with our friends. So we're obviously a very social group. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> no, awesome, Angela. That was cool. And, um, yeah, so the big thing, that, oops, big one that we, we sort of took out of that or, or as a whole, hopefully at some degree is one, you know, uh, the change really comes from a place of self-compassion. So taking the time to just add us back in a little bit more, I, I felt that, that was a, there was an underlying trend there from a couple of the groups more than others. Like you're allowed to feel good and taking the time to just give ourselves permission to feel good in that space. I, I talked to uh, you know many business owners that, that I see in the sort of productivity space, but it very much happens in the happiness space really too of just taking out an hour at lunchtime and not feeling weird about it <laughs> or having that mass- massage or going to your kid's footy or whatever it might be just taking the time to look at blocking that in or you know blocking out with a friend can be a really really big one and then ultimately we're starting to look at as as you've seen the phrase come through a lot like staying on circle rather than falling off this wagon <laughs> it becomes a case of building up that circle building up the steps that really are important to you and there's going to be those anchors those bumpers like your sleep routine and, and something you do in the way in the morning to wake you up or move but there's there's a really really big important point here which is taking the time 
to, to add in that joy, right? Taking the time to journal, whether it's the connection aspect. These are all aspects that you mentioned at some degree that really both don't just get you healthy, but make you feel good too. And that hopefully should be the same thing. Um, so yeah, uh, hopefully that was helpful. You, you met some, some awesome people inside the group and, uh, maybe there was a nudge or two in the right direction to, uh, find some time with friends, take some time to just sit in the grass for a second and just pause, um, and realizing the, the very real benefits that has and consequences that has on your ability to drop body fat, digest food, sleep better, all of those things. We all should by, and by now know that serotonin is directly linked to melatonin, our ability to get deep quality sleep. So the more we laugh, the more we enjoy our day, the more we actually get really good sleep too. So just as the extra little nudge there, uh, lovely to see some new faces on here, some faces I haven't seen in a while and everything in between. Uh, and hopefully today was was beneficial for you. Cool. couple nods. Good. Excellent. I, I say sitting down so I didn't go too fast with my uh, my chat. So hopefully that, that technique actually helped with calm Ollie today. Um, and I hope you have a really good rest of your week. Uh, Wednesday is going to be a, a training call. If there's any questions to dive in, whether it's a, uh, a body assessment, whether it's a training upgrade or any sort of progressions, please join us on, on Wednesday. Otherwise, have an awesome week and we'll see you again soon.